Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga for You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. This episode is brought to you by the Shenong Beverage Company and maker of Ma CBD plus botanical infused iced teas. Ma iced tea might be new, but their roots date back to 2737 BC, inspired by the father of Chinese traditional medicines. Legend has it that Emperor Shenong created ancient healing brews by seeping tea with cannabis, hemp, and botanicals. He called his medicine elixirs Ma, and it is his knowledge of health and wellness that Ma Iced Tea share in every bottle today. Ma is now available around the country and online at your local vitamin shops. And Ma is carefully created with the highest quality imported tea to taste refreshing and delicious and it's available in three flavors, each with different botanicals chosen for their functional benefits. So there's the Emperor Spice Cleanse, the Oolong Peach Spark, and my personal favorite, the Lavender Berry Chill because I don't know about you, but I definitely need a little stress relief and calm in my life right now. So I want to tell you about what makes Ma even better and it's the fact that every bottle is brewed with domestically grown organic hemp and is naturally sweetened with no artificial ingredients, no sugar, no THC, and they're all less than 10 calories. So now is the time to try Ma CBD and iced tea with a buy one get one free offer online or in store until the end of March at the vitamin shop and it includes free shipping. So if you are stuck at home right now, you need a little chill in your life, a little tea, a little CBD, this one's for you. You can enjoy all three flavors in good health. So check the link in the show notes or go to drinkmyma.com to learn more. That's D-R-I-N-K-M-Y-M-A.com. And now, on with the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. So I hope that you are all staying safe and staying sane and being responsible at this time. If you are looking for a meditation, you're not going to get one this episode, but hang tight until Sunday because you will get one then, I promise. So I hope that you guys are all just doing well and staying healthy and that you and your loved ones around you are safe and taken care of during this time. And I wanted to just mix it up a little bit. I know that I just released a freeform episode a few weeks ago and I usually only do this once a month, but I've been getting a lot of requests for more since we all have a little more time on our hands. (laughs) So I thought, what the heck? It's my podcast. It's my rules. If you guys want another freeform episode, I'll give you one since I've been spending a lot more time indoors um, and had to clear pretty much my whole events calendar, which I'm not going to lie, I'm really sad about um, because one of my favorite things is getting to go out and meet all of you and to um, train and have events and and get to connect with you guys and knowing that I'm not going to be able to do that for the next few months um, makes me really sad, but it's just a part of life right now. I'm really happy to do my part and to help make sure that I am not contributing to this problem. So once, um, you know, once things have kind of blown over and things are going back to the way that uh, they were and 
we've gotten past this and hopefully I'll be able to do some more events. And in the meantime, um, keep an eye on things. Uh, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, my handle is at yoga for you online. Um, I'm going to do a lot more virtual events and things like that so that I can keep connecting with all of you and continue to foster this community and, um, just help you out where I can. So I put a lot of that stuff there because it's easier for me to just kind of post it day by day as opposed to just, you know, trying to throw it all into the beginning of an episode here that I just release once a week. So today I wanted to share a few things with you. So first I'm going to share what I'm calling uh, the yogi's guide to social distancing. And then I want to share one of my greatest loves in life, which is the chakras and the energetic highway system. And then finally, by major request, um, I'm going to share my personal recommendations for books and tell you what I'm reading and also share a couple of community recommendations from um, listeners of this podcast. So yeah. That's what we're going to do today. So I wanted to begin the episode just with a big thank you to all of you. So there's been such a big uptick of touching five-star reviews and heartwarming emails and social media posts and and messages in my DMs. And I've just been feeling so overwhelmed with gratitude for all of you and the kindness that you've been sharing with me and also um, your just the fact that you're sharing my work and saying such kind things and helping me kind of share this this little baby that I have of this podcast with others and it really really means so much and I try my best to respond to everyone Um, but if a message of yours ever goes unanswered I'm really sorry Um, know that I read it and um, there's a good possibility that what you said probably made me cry Um, but I definitely read it and I try my best to respond to everyone but every once in a while maybe I get distracted and and I miss one but I read all of them and also um, just a little fun fact. So a few of you may know this, but I have a notebook that I save all of the handwritten letters and really touching emails um, and things that people send me or give me since I started not just this podcast, but since I started yoga for you. And I tape them um, in this, in this notebook that I have. And on days when I feel like giving up, or I feel like the weight of someone's negativity or cruelty, um, really weighing down, on me and and I think it's important to remember that no matter how fulfilled you are in your career or you know how wonderful things are and and don't get me wrong I'm so grateful every day at at this just really unique and incredible career that that I get to do and and what I get to do every day but there are days that are really hard um, and days that you know sometimes I do feel like quitting or I do feel like kind of giving up Um, I whip out that notebook and and I read some of those notes and some of those letters and emails and um, it really fills my cup and encourages me to keep creating things like these meditations because of the stories that you send me and and how they've helped you and it really um, helps to lift me up even if you don't realize it so thank you again for being so incredible and uh, I would say probably I'm sending you a big virtual hug but right now in the age of coronavirus I will say that I'm sending you a big virtual elbow bump (laughs) So, yes, I just wanted to take a minute and thank everyone because I've noticed that so many of you have been sharing this podcast and it really means a lot to me because I'm trying to, um, I'm really trying to just help people and get these meditations out there so people that are stuck at home or, you know, are, are really feeling overwhelmed or anxious that, that, you know, they can have some of these coping mechanisms. So huge thank you. And let's not forget to extend that kindness to other people. So I'm talking about um, our healthcare providers, the people that are still working in stores, keeping the um, 
food on the shelves and all of that. I know we're under a lot of stress right now, but let's not forget that those people are working so hard to serve us and to thank them. Uh, my husband, who is a healthcare provider, he said something that kind of made me sad the other day where someone, um, one of my friends, one of my really awesome friends, she just like Venmoed him $10 and said, hey, thank you for working so hard to keep us all healthy and safe. Like go, you know, whatever, go get a coffee on me. And he said that was the first thank you that he'd gotten um, since this all started. And that made me feel really sad because I see how hard he's working and I see um, how hard everyone there, everyone in the world, all of our healthcare providers are working. So let's make sure that the people that are really working to serve us, let's thank them and be kind to them and help to lift them up and follow their guidance. So that is that. And now I want to share what I'm calling the Yogi's Guide to Social Distancing. So as an introvert myself, um, I kind of consider this my time to shine. I mean, seriously, I've picked a career that requires me to sit alone in a dark closet with my dog and record meditations. And um, I've kind of been crushing this social distancing thing before it was fashionable. (laughs) So although I um, I have a loud voice and those of you that have trained with me or gone to events with me, I love um, chatting to an extent. Um, I am very much an introverted person and really need my alone time. And I like to just have that alone time to kind of create and, and all that. So I kind of consider myself a social distancing expert because I have been doing it um, for a very, very long time. But I do know that for many people that uh, the isolation has been incredibly hard. So I wanted to share a few tips for surviving this time, but kind of in the, uh, the yoga style. So the first thing is to create a sacred space in your home where you can roll out your mat or practice your meditation. I personally have been joining some of my former students for their online classes, but I also highly recommend that you start a home practice. So you really do not need much to start a home practice. If you do practice yoga, I encourage you just to roll out your mat and there's no wrong way to do it when it's a home practice. Just move in a way that feels really good to you. You probably know some poses, um, even just doing some really simple, gentle movements, anything to get your body moving and just move in an intuitive way that feels good to your body. You don't have to worry about sequencing or how your teachers you know, lead it or whatever. You're just moving to honor your body. And then a home practice for meditation is probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already have one of those. Um, so that is finding kind of that sacred space. And again, it doesn't have to be fancy. Just make it, you can make it special in any way. Um, it could be, you know, maybe keeping it clean or having a little meditation cushion or, um, you know, maybe you just light a little candle before you meditate, anything just to make it feel special and to kind of create that sacred space. And yeah, so that's definitely my first tip. My second one is if you don't already have a daily meditation practice, now is the time to start. So like I alluded to last episode, 10 minutes a day is enough to boost your immune system and help you find calm during this wild time. So you can certainly use these meditations. And don't forget, guys, to scroll back to the old ones. Yes, my sound equipment was not as good, but the meditations are are still, you know, the same quality of the ones that you're listening to right now. So I still get a lot of requests say, hey, what about like grounding meditations? Or hey, what about this or that? And usually I've already done one. Um, it's just earlier in the feed. So keep scrolling and try some of the, the older ones. Um, I think you like them. But if you have time on your hands and you're at home, 10 minutes a day 
might be worth your time to start doing a daily meditation practice. And the next is to take time to slow down and practice more than just yoga poses. So this might be time to read a book about yoga or study some of the ancient texts like the Bhagavad Gita or maybe snuggle up with uh, one of my favorite books I'll talk about later, The Yamas and the Niyamas by Deborah Adel. And if you are curious about things beyond just the actual physical practice, this might be a great chance to learn about them. Then finally, I think that it is really great to write down five things every day that you're grateful for. I think this will help you kind of keep your sanity while you're at home and maybe feeling overwhelmed. And um, yeah, so just a gratitude list, I think, can really, 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 really help. So and then I guess this is just a last final little one is I wanted to tell everyone that um, you may have noticed, but take take advantage of the all of the wonderful, you know, free and low cost virtual uh, classes and things that people are running. There's some really, really great ones out there. And I know I've personally heard a lot of resistance for people saying, you know, they don't want to do their yoga online, but you guys, you never know if you'll like it until you try it. So I would just give that a try. Maybe you can find uh, a new teacher that you really like or try a new style and you can do it all online. So those are my tips for surviving this time. And now I want to talk to you about the chakras. So you might be thinking, Kelly, why are we talking about the chakras right now? There is a pandemic going on. Um, Why aren't you talking about how to boost your immune system or stay safe or things like that? The reason that I decided to not talk about those things is because I feel like there are so many wonderful resources out there and so many people talking about it that I wanted to give you the opportunity to listen and learn about something that isn't terribly scary. And um, yeah, I thought, you know, let's just, let's just share something that is really cool, is really interesting, and maybe can give you a little bit of an escape. And also, if you do have more time on your hands, this is something that after I kind of teach you um, about the chakras and the energetic highway that moves through your body, maybe it's something that you can look further into and you can maybe get interested in it. It can, you know, spark some interest and give you something to work on during your meditation and and all sorts of stuff. So if you're wondering why, that's why, because I don't know about you, but I kind of need a little bit of a break sometimes um, from all of the doom and gloom of what's happening around us. So when I need a escape, then I like to just kind of go into a deep dive about something completely unrelated. So also last thing, some of you might be thinking, chalk what? Chakra? I don't know the chakras. Um, Some of you may recognize it better if I pronounced it chakra. And I just want to clear this up really quick. So I do think this is kind of a tomato-tomato situation. And just by the way that I was taught from my teachers and also just, you know, my very foundational study of Sanskrit, which chakra is a Sanskrit term, um, the CH sound makes the same kind of ch sound as in English, like chak or chaturanga or chandrasana or check. So I pronounce it chakra with the ch sound, the ch. Um, And if you were taught differently, great. Awesome. Uh, If you choose to pronounce it the same way as me, cool. Awesome. I'm really not worried about it. Different people do it different ways. Um, I'm certainly not going to get bent out of shape and and hopefully you aren't either. you know, we pronounce things a little bit differently. I just choose to do that based on what my teachers taught me and then my understanding of uh, Sanskrit. So let's talk about these chakras. 
So chakra is a Sanskrit term and it means wheel or disc and it's an energy center in the body that resembles a swirling wheel. So these invisible energy centers are connected with different parts of our physical, mental, emotional body and they're to be hopefully kept in balance to help maintain optimal health. So I'd be willing to bet that even if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, I don't I've never heard of the chakras. You've probably seen images of them. So usually it'll be an image of maybe a person and then there's these um, like colored circles kind of going either up and down the spine or from the bottom of the person up to the top. So if you're curious, what you might want to do is just type into Google really quick. Just type in uh, the chakras into Google images and you'll see what I'm talking about. So there are seven chakras. So there's the root chakra, which is called Muladhara. There is the sacral chakra, which is Svadhisthana. There's the belly chakra, the solar plexus chakra, which is Manipura. There's the heart chakra, which is Anahata. There's a throat chakra, which is Vishuddhi. There's the third eye chakra, which is Ajna. And then the crown chakra, which is Sarasrara. So I'm going to be referring to them in their common English terms instead of the Sanskrit terms. Um, but yeah, although I have studied Sanskrit, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but um, like the actual pronunciation of different languages has always been something that I have a hard time with. I don't know if it's because of uh, my dyslexia or whatever it is, um, but that's why I just in general tend to refer to them towards, you know, pretty much when I teach yoga too, the common English terms. So we have these seven chakras, which are, you know, as we know, wheels or discs. And I'm going to dive into each one individually because I think it's really interesting to learn about, you know, what it might feel like or look like if one is imbalanced or not imbalanced. But the chakras are just a part of this whole energetic highway that we have in our bodies. So we also have the nadis, N-A-D-I. So nadis like that, not like oh my gosh, I was so naughty this weekend. (laughs) It is not that kind of naughty. It's not like, you know, eating a pizza and having a whole bottle of wine to yourself kind of naughty. It is N-A-D-I, which means channel, stream, or flow. So they are the channels or tubes in which energy moves through the energetic causal and subtle bodies. So there's three main nadis, and there's also thousands of smaller minor nadis or pathways. We're not going to talk about all the little ones. I just want to talk about the main three because I think that it's really important to understand this whole energetic highway that's happening within us, and I think it adds a lot of um, depth to our understanding of the chakras. So we have the main central channel called shishumna. So shishumna is the central channel that runs from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. So it connects the base and the crown chakra. And if anyone practices kundalini or is familiar with kundalini, again, um, that's something we could do a whole nother episode or two on that. But it's really interesting. If you want something to Google later, you could Google um, kundalini energy. Uh, But the kundalini energy rises up shishumna. So it's kind of that main energetic uh, pathway. So the way that I describe this whole kind of energetic system is like a highway. So if you're going to get on the highway or the freeway or whatever you call it, let's say I was going from point A to point B. So I was going from my house to work. 
So I go and I get on the highway. Shoshuna is the main highway. It is hopefully what I want to be able to travel right from point A to point B um, with a complete, just no traffic, no traffic jams, just free flow going up and down from point A to point B. So the major highway, that's Shoshuna. Then we have Ida and we have Pingala. And these are the two uh, frontage roads. And um, so frontage roads, you know, the two roads, I don't know if you, if you're listening to this, if you have a different word for it, but the roads that run right along the side of the major highway, usually at a lower um, speed limit or whatever. So we have two of those. We have Ida, which is the left channel, and we have Pingala, which is the right channel. They do not just run up and down from left and right. I'm gonna talk about how they run in a second. But Ida, the left channel, is um, it is the kind of white, feminine, cool moon stream. Uh, so Ida energy uh, tends to be you know, kind of that creativity and that softness, that evening, the moon, the cooling energy. Where Pingala, the right channel, that is the red, masculine, hot stream where energy moves through. So kind of that fiery, passionate um, side. So Ida and Pingala, the two frontage roads. They begin right at the base of the spine, where Shashumna also begins. And then right away, they're going to split off. Um, and Ida is going to start by going to the left first, and Pingala is going to start going off to the right first. So they're going to go, and they almost create, It's it almost looks like um, like a strand of DNA, kind of like that double helix. So they're going to go out from Shashumna, and then they intersect at every single chakra, So they kind of just create this, you know, kind of infinity-looking, DNA-looking shape. And they go and they intersect and cross at every single chakra. So we have Shashumna, the highway. We have Ida and Pingala, which are the frontage roads. And then we have the exits off of the highways, which are the chakras. So if I was trying to get from point A to point B, um you know, in my highway analogy, and then I decided that I needed to make a detour to go to somewhere else, I might take a certain exit off of the highway to go do that detour, and then, you know, I could return back to it. So they all work together, and the idea is that in order for energy to be able to flow freely from point A to point B, so up and down Shashumna, we need to make sure that not only are the nadis clear, right, so Ida energy, Pingala energy, or Ida channel, Pingala channel, whatever you want to call it, they are open and flowing at the right rate. You need to make sure that Shashumna is clear so there aren't any traffic jams, aren't any accidents, things like that. And we need to make sure that all of the exits are functioning and balanced, right? So if I have a traffic jam at, let's say my highway has seven exits, at exit number two, it's going to mess up my flow of energy or my ability to travel from point A to point B because I'm stuck at um, the second exit where maybe there is an accident or a closure. So I hope that that makes sense. The one thing that is hard that I knew would be hard going into this um, was being able to describe this without images. So I do encourage you if you're listening to this and you're kind of like, hmm, I wonder what that looks like. Um, You could Google, let's see, what would be the best thing to Google? I would probably Google um, Ida, Pingala, and Shashumna image. So I-D-A, Ida, Pingala, P-I-N-G-A-L-E, and Shashumna, S-U-S-H-U-M-N-A. 
Um, you could also just maybe Google the three major nadis, N-A-D-I, and the seven chakras. You'll probably get an image that will show you exactly what I was just describing. But no need to get bogged down in the details. Again, this is something, um, you know, I've had entire courses just on the chakras and I also do um, energy work and energy healing and that works with the chakras and it's also something that I, I teach a lot about. So it's something that you seriously, you could go and you could spend just days and days and days and days studying the chakras. So we're just going to be going just basically very foundational um, today because it's just, it's fun and it's interesting. I think it can give you some insight and perhaps where you're balanced or not balanced. So the main meat of this episode is going to be talking about the, uh, different chakras. So we're going to start at the bottom and we're going to work our way up. So the first chakra, the root chakra or muladhara, it's the foundation of our system and it represents the root of our existence. So this is where we hold our primal instincts, our needs, and it is associated with the color red. So each chakra has, you know, a, a, location in the body, um, a color you probably or may have seen, um, the, uh, the lotus flower depiction. So you may see the different colored lotus flowers, um, at the different areas of the chakras. So each one has like a different amount of petals on the flowers. And then it is associated with certain feelings and emotions and also different parts of our body. So the root chakra, its color is red. Um, it is, you know, associated with our primal instincts, our sense of security, of feeling trusting and balanced and stable. So if your root chakra is balanced, um, you will probably feel just a good amount of self-worth. You will be trusting. You'll feel secure. You'll feel grounded, confident, um, maybe fearless. And I mean fearless in like the good way, not kind of like the reckless, fearless, but like, you know, you just feel good and safe and grounded and secure and centered. If it is not balanced, um, you may fear, you know, feel fearful. Um, you may have low self-worth, feelings of anxiety, um, you know, really feeling kind of insecure and fearful of having like your basic needs met. So a lot of times someone who perhaps uh, is not balanced in the root chakra doesn't have enough energy here. It's really going to start to manifest in those feelings of being anxious and just worrying about our basic needs being met. So the root chakra is connected to our our legs and our feet and also our colon. So sometimes if you're having, you know, pain or discomfort or issues with that, um, it could also be a sign that perhaps the root chakra is not balanced. So there's many different ways that you can balance your chakras. There's things like um, Reiki or energy healing. You can do physical yoga poses to help balance these areas. Um, you can meditate. This is one of my personal favorite ways. I find that meditating on these areas really help to keep the energy moving and flowing the way that they should. But there's, you know, also there's, you know, aromatherapy and and different, um, you know, vowels that you can chant or sorry, sounds that you can chant, all sorts of different things. Um, so if, if I'm going through these and you think, oh my gosh, that's it. You know, I, I have such a low sense of self-worth and I'm anxious and I'm always, you know, worried and have kind of this scarcity mindset, my root chakra is not balanced, you may just want to dive a little bit deeper into specific exercises to balance that chakra. 
Um, if you are the kind of person that likes to practice yoga, I know that things like mountain pose or um, chair or the splits or a cow face pose, uh, they all kind of help to stimulate this area. So you could always give those a try too. So that is the root chakra, the bottom, the root, our sense of security. Um, and then we go up to the second, the sacral chakra. Um, and this lies at the base of the spine. So I always say like in the sacrum, right? Sacral chakra, sacrum. <laughs> Uh, pretty pretty intuitive there uh, and this is the part that's associated with like your passion and your creativity and your ability to flow with life so we're talking about um, you know passion not just like intimacy and sexual passion but also like your passion for other things um, you know your your hobbies and just the things that you love and that you're passionate about your your creativity um, your ability to kind of express yourself um, and be able to find just that contentment and be more go with the flow. So if you're balanced, you may feel like you have a good amount of, you know, creativity and passion and contentment and, you know, you feel good and about, um, you know, your, your intimacy and feeling, you know, about your like sexual expression and, and things like that. And then if you're unbalanced, you may be um, very dramatic or emotional. You may have, um, you know, too much or too little or feel like your um, intimacy or expressions of sexuality are getting in your way either by having them be a bit repressed or perhaps being, you know, um, a little over the top. You also could feel like... Um, possessive and wanting to control, not be able to let go of control, very like rigid. You could feel like you have creative blocks and that you just feel very like, I tend to notice that for me when this area is not balanced, that I really have that feeling of kind of like, just like meh, right? So everything in life, I'm like, well, meh. I mean, it's not that excited about anything. I kind of have a hard time getting going and getting excited. And, and that's the signal to me that perhaps I need to get a little more energy and stimulate that area. So some yoga poses for that could be like a wide leg forward fold, um, a warrior two, or a happy baby. So, and it is associated with um, your bladder, your kidneys, and then your reproductive organs. So if you are having any issues with those areas too, perhaps could be an indicator that we could focus on this chakra. So I'm going to go up to one of my um, personal favorites, although maybe I shouldn't pick a favorite chakra. That's kind of like picking a favorite child. <laughs> but I um, feel very connected to the third chakra, the solar plexus chakra, which is connected to your internal fire, your willpower, your energy, your self-esteem. I think perhaps one of the reasons that I feel so connected to this one is because I've just been working so hard um for, I don't know, it feels like my entire adult life at really working on building up like my self-esteem and just feeling content with the person that I am and building up my confidence and, you know, having those feelings of self-worth that I feel like so many of us are lacking. And so perhaps I get excited to talk about this one because it's one where I've started to really see the transformation in my life, which to me feels really good um, because it definitely feels good to be in a more balanced, centered uh, place where I feel more like secure and proud of the person I am instead of kind of being in that that cycle of self-loathing and low self-esteem and all of that. Um, so yeah, this is also where you kind of get like your umph. So a lot of times it's described as like your internal fire or kind of like the pilot light. 
Um, it will ignite your ambition and your will and your drive and your energy. So for me, I know that I um, am not balanced here in one of two ways. So if I don't have enough energy here, maybe it's a little sluggish. That's again, kind of that listless feeling. You know, a lot of times it'll be if my seasonal affective disorder is acting up and I just kind of just feel like a uh, a bump on a log. I think that's what my mom used to always say, just laying there like a bump on a log. Um, and I'm just not doing much and I, I don't really feel very motivated to do a whole lot, um, which is very unlike me. So when I start feeling that way, I know that perhaps there's not enough energy there. Um, also, you can have too much energy in any of these places. So if you feel like you're really over the top. So for me, having too much energy in this area, which does happen, leads to um, workaholic tendencies. It tends to being, um, be very direct, maybe a little bit too direct, um, you know, being a bit overly ambitious where I, I work and I go and I, I I do so much that I burn myself out or run myself into the ground. Um, so if I'm doing either of those things, either feeling like completely unmotivated or I'm really getting into kind of one of my workaholic tendencies, which is something that I've personally been working on a lot uh, to try to find some balance there. And and maybe I'll, something I've thought about is perhaps sharing my own personal like burnout story. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to share it yet, but maybe I will. So maybe one day. So that's how I know if mine is balanced or unbalanced. But if you um, are balanced in this area, you might feel like you have just a good sense of self-worth. Maybe you feel courageous. You feel energized, strong, centered, and confident. If you aren't feeling balanced, or I'm sorry, if you aren't balanced in this area, you may feel insecure or weak or depressed or maybe you're being incredibly self-centered or like deeply overly ambitious where it's getting in the way of your relationships and things like that if you're feeling greedy um, or fearful those might be indicators that you are not balanced here and the third chakra is connected to um, like your digestion and your solar plexus and a lot of your um internal organs. So if you're having issues with that, it may be an indicator that perhaps um, we're not balanced here. And its color is yellow. I don't know if I said that, but I forget the colors. It's just the colors of the rainbow. So pretty easy to remember. Some yoga poses for this area is going to be like a camel, a lot of backbend type things, because if you think about it, when you do a backbend, you're compressing the spine and you're lengthening the front of the body. So you're really kind of um, massaging out that area, the solar plexus. So things like wheel, um, bow pose, camel, but even things like a down dog or a pyramid where you're kind of folding forward, right? Compressing the front and lengthening the back too. Those are going to be good for this area. So next we move to probably the chakra that most people are either familiar with or kind of intuitively are on board with this one. So something that I will say, um, and I run into this a lot when I tell people about the chakras and something that I very much appreciate about my husband um, is, you know, sometimes we have some fiery dinner conversations about, um, you know, kind of just the different way that we approach things. And I think that that's really great. And I love having that different perspective and it helps keep me grounded. And, um, you know, I, I love a good peer reviewed study. So, um, I do like having evidence to back things up and I have heard people, um, say things like, well, you know, can you go and x-ray your chakras? No, then they're not there. Um, 
I don't believe that. I do think that this is one of those um, situations in which, you know, we didn't we didn't know. Gina always says, Gina from the guest episode the other day, um, you know, we, we didn't know there's anything that the eye couldn't see until we invented the microscope. So I do think that perhaps we don't have a way of like looking and running diagnostics uh, traditionally on someone's chakras, but I do think that um, they are there. So we are up to the heart chakra, which like I say, is the one that most people are on board with, right? We all know that feeling of having our hearts open or feeling closed or feeling stuck or like there's a blockage here. So the heart chakra is associated with love, compassion, joy, and your heart center. So this is really, they say, our seed for our inner harmony because I really do think that, you know, if you can have that heart center, just be open and moving at the right rate, it does feel incredibly harmonious. So if you're balanced here, You might experience things like unconditional love, uh, finding harmony with nature, being compassionate and peaceful, kind to others and yourself, um, that you have strong and healthy and positive relationships, and that you are understanding and forgiving. If you are not balanced here, you may have strong sense of loneliness. Perhaps you have this smothering behavior, right? There's, um, you know, someone in my life that I often say, um, you know, will love you to death, <laughs> um, where their love is incredibly smothering. Um, you know, maybe you're very dramatic or you're unattached or cold or negative or you're unable to love or feel unlovable or unable to forgive or let go. So some of the poses for this chakra, and, and also this is the only chakra that has two colors. It could be green or pink. And all you have to do is just intuitively ask yourself, is my heart chakra green or pink? And whatever the first answer is, that's what it is. Don't second guess it. That's what it is. And that's okay. Just like, you know, I have brown hair and some people may have blonde hair. This is the only one where it could be either color in you. So yoga poses for the heart chakra, obviously heart openers. So doing again, you know, camel, I like to take my hands behind my back and just clasp them and lift them up off the low back, a little chest expansion. I think that feels really good. Um, Wheel, things like dolphin, um, are all really nice or triangle pose, uh, can be really nice here as well. And if you're not sure what these, all these poses are, um, I would just type them into Google. So then we move up to the fifth chakra. This is the throat chakra. Its color is blue and is associated with the throat, speech, expression, truth, and clear communication. So let's not forget that um, clear communication and expression goes both ways. So it's not just speaking, but it's also listening. So if you're balanced here in the throat chakra, you may feel like you are um, clear and you have strong communication, that you're able to speak your truth, you are honest, but you also listen well, and that you are authentic in your speech, and perhaps you can hear what is not said, And and I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, being um, sensitive or anything like that, but being able to read body language um, and that you speak with compassion. If you are unbalanced here, you may talk too much or too little. So too much energy here might be that person that has a tendency to kind of word vomit on everyone. Um, Someone that doesn't have enough energy is that person where you have to feel like you pull out every little bit of information. Like you ask them a question and they're just like, yes. And then that's it. Um, Maybe you are secretive or timid or you are not truthful or you're too loud or too quiet. Um, Perhaps if you're having things like TMJ or thyroid issues or you don't listen um, or you're overly critical, 
and perhaps you speak without any kind of kindness or compassion. Those all might be signs that perhaps um, we're not balanced here in this throat chakra. I also would add to that list as well that um, if you have a hard time speaking to yourself with compassion, so there's a lot of, uh, there's obviously connection between all of the chakras, but I find there's a a lot of times there's supposed to be a strong connection between the throat and the heart, but there can be a disconnect there. So if we are both balanced in throat and heart, we should be able to speak in a loving and compassionate, honest way, both to others, but to ourselves as well. So if you're really struggling with negative self-talk, um, we may have a deficiency in both heart and throat, or we aren't allowing them to work together. So yoga poses for the throat chakra, things like shoulder stand, um, back bends, doing um, maybe three deep cleansing breaths where you breathe in through the nose, you sigh out through the mouth. So a lot of pranayama practices stimulate this area and also um, like, again, chest expansion, some back bends because they open up the front line of the body, including the throat. So we're going to move up to the third eye chakra. So this is associated with seeing, self-reflection, and by seeing, I mean, you know, really seeing the unseen, right? Kind of intuition, knowledge, clear thought. So if you are balanced here in this third eye, which is um, the color purple, you may feel intuitive, you feel like you have a clear mind, you have clear perception, you're able to see your path, you're insightful, you have a healthy imagination, a strong memory, and you're focused. If you are unbalanced here, you may feel um, like you are unclear, you have you know, poor intuition or you're unwilling to trust your intuition, a bad memory, maybe headaches, sinus issues, difficulty concentrating, you may be confused or like overly skeptical. So this is really where our intuition is. This is where we can see the unseen. This is the part of me that intuitively knows that there is this energetic highway that runs within me uh, that deeply impacts my health and my well-being. Even if I can't go to my doctor and say, hey, um, can we do an MRI of my throat chakra because I think that it's blocked, right? But this part, this third eye, um, is the part that knows that that exists even even if I don't have the proof to back it up. Um, it's also that part of me where maybe I'm thinking about doing something, but if my intuition says, ooh, I don't know, don't do that, um, that I need to listen to it. So it's kind of that, you know, deeper understanding, that intuitive part of us. So to stimulate this area, you're going to perhaps want to go upside down. So forward folds, um, any kind of like head to knee movement, so maybe a pyramid pose, um, a wide leg forward fold, even doing if you like to practice, you know, handstands or things like that, going upside down or drawing the third eye towards the earth or towards your legs um, is really is really great and beneficial for this area. So last but not least, um, we have the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, uh, which is above the head. And this is associated with the divine unity, self-realization, and deeper meaning and understanding. So this is where I always say, like, I like to think of myself as being kind of balanced, um, in perfect balance between top and bottom. And what I mean by that is um, my root chakra, I like to think about Shishumna, um, kind of like the mother root that goes down into the earth, connects me to the earth and the energy below. And then my crown chakra, it's like there is another root or a tether that goes up towards the sky that then connects me with what is above. And then I am just living here in the in-between in this world and, you know, whatever you believe, right? 
that I'm just here and that if I'm balanced, I have that good connection where I'm not being, you know, too deeply rooted, where I become incredibly pragmatic and kind of disconnect from, you know, what's above. Um, I'm hyper-focused of like what is right here under my feet, right in front of me right now. But I'm also not letting this top part um, take over where, you know, I'm kind of living up in the clouds and sometimes people are like, wow, what planet is she living on? Um, right where I can just find that balance between above and below. So where the root chakra is kind of our connection to that grounded energy, this um, crown chakra is what is connected or connecting us to that, which is, is greater than us. So it's kind of our connection between us and the universe or us and the divine. If you ever do get, um, kind of like psychic downloads or what you feel like are messages or things like that, they're usually coming in from the crown chakra. So if you're balanced here, you may feel at peace, bliss, acceptance of all, an inner wisdom, like you have an open mind, um, and that you feel really connected with the universe or the divine or whatever it is that you believe is beyond you. And you just kind of have this like deeper sense of knowing um, and this deeper sense of just like acceptance. If you are not balanced here, you may be closed-minded, you may be living in your head, you may have extreme feelings of superiority, you may not feel grounded, really scatterbrained, like you're always kind of dreaming and wishing and living up in the clouds and you need to come down to earth for a little bit. So um, the color here is white or sometimes you'll see it depicted as violet. It's my belief that it's white, um, but again, tomato tomato right so um some yoga poses for this chakra so this is one that's really stimulated by meditation and um, meditation is a part of yoga it's one of the eight limbs any kind of inversion so again going upside down is really going to help stimulate this area that does not mean a handstand or a headstand or a forearm stand it could be a forward fold but anytime that you're kind of going upside down and bowing the crown towards the earth it helps to stimulate that area so those are our seven chakras. And remember, the way that this works, this energetic highway, is you have Shashumna, the main highway, where you know you can hopefully, if everything is clear and open, you can have a free flow of energy or traffic moving up and down. You have the two frontage roads, Ida and Pingala, that are going out and intersecting at each chakra. And then you have these different chakras that are like the exits that go to different parts of your body, um, different parts of kind of your emotional body. And you know you could be perhaps feeling like you're really stuck or there's a block maybe at the third chakra um, then perhaps you would take that exit go do a little maintenance there so that then you could continue the free flow of energy from up above you know from bottom to top um, the reason that I share this with you is one not only because I think it's really interesting and fascinating but I think that if we become a little bit more introspective and we start thinking about maybe some of the issues that we're having or where we're not feeling balanced that if we can identify perhaps which energy center that it's coming from we could then do some work on that specific area and hopefully alleviate some of these issues so again you can balance these chakras by all sorts of things physical yoga poses meditation practices um, breath work aromatherapy energy healing there's a lot of different ways that you can balance and you know remove blockages and or perhaps decrease the energy if it's overactive um, when you need to so that's something if you feel like you know you want to take a good deep dive you could just spend so much time on the different chakras and i i just think they're super fascinating and i also wanted to share this because 
since I've been revisiting the chakras recently with some of this extra time on my hands since my travel schedule has been somewhat wiped, um, the next seven meditations that we're going to do Each one is going to be inspired by a different chakra. Now, if that sounds wonderful to you, then awesome. I'm glad you're excited. If you're like, no, I don't think I like the chakras, don't worry, because I think that um, I've I've written most of them because I was feeling inspired the other day. Um, I think that you will be pleasantly surprised and pleased with kind of the spin that I take on it. So the next seven meditations that we do, um, they will be inspired. So on Sunday, we'll begin with the root chakra. They'll be inspired by a certain aspect of the root chakra and kind of opening and balancing it. And we're going to work our way through all seven chakras. So then hopefully we will then all just have wonderful amounts of energy All of our chakras will be balanced and, you know, spinning clockwise at the proper rate. And we will have just so much wonderful energy that can flow up and down Shashumna. And we'll have a good balance of kind of that sun and moon energy. And we will just be very wonderful, balanced, inspired beings. So, yeah. I hope that you found that interesting, and um, if you know a lot about the chakras, maybe that was a good review for you, Um, but if that's new to you, I hope you find it fascinating, like I do. So, um, one last thing that I will say about the chakras that I don't want to forget, Um, chakra meditations, so I'm going to be leading you through guided meditations, but I'll be putting a little spin on it. You'll see what I mean as the weeks unfold. Um, But you can, in your own personal practice, meditate on the chakras. So basically, one of the most simple ways to do that is to just relax, kind of clear the mind, settle in. And then whichever energy center that you want to focus on, um, you think about, like, let's say you wanted to work on the root chakra. You think about where it is. It's right at the base of the spine. You see that color red. And you watch a clockwise red spinning disc move in that area, removing any blockages and, you know, becoming just very strong and vibrant and healthy. And that perhaps is one of the easiest and best ways to balance your chakras. You may also want to um, take a little revisit to some of the older episodes of this podcast. So, I have done a lot of chakra work with you. I may just not have um, called it that. So there are certainly um, chakra balancing meditations. Um, the I believe it was the meditation to unlock your courage and things like that, work with the chakras. But I do have, I, I would be interested to have you go and um, I'm looking it up right now to tell you uh, which episode number it was. But I know it's one that I did just not that long ago, but sometimes sometimes I forget. (laughs) They kind of all um, turn into their own thing. But, um, oh, it's the Chakra Awakening Meditation, and I released it on January 9th of this year, 2020. So I'd be really interested, um, now that you understand the chakras, to perhaps do that meditation and see if you wouldn't get a little bit more out of it, um, just to kind of you know, just see, just see what it's like and really work with um, this energy center. And then we will be doing, let's see, we also have a chakra meditation with Brett Larkin, one of our guest episodes on August 18th. Um, And then August 4th, the Unleash Your Courage meditation, that one I know I'm working specifically with the third chakra. Um, This is something that I find um, just to be really useful and a really great 
tool. I've heard from a lot of you that that the chakra awakening meditation that I did on that long ago um, was really powerful for a lot of you and, and helped you feel like you removed some blockages. So that was really wonderful um, and awesome to hear. So that is it on the chakras. Uh, the last little thing and then Wow, I can't even believe I've been talking this long. <laughs> but the last thing is um, I wanted to just share like some book recommendations for everyone. So I have been getting so many emails and DMs and things like that from people saying, um, I want to learn more about yoga or meditation. What do you recommend? And instead of responding to every single email, because there's a lot of them, I thought I would just address it here. So these are my personal book recommendations if you are looking to expand your understanding of just kind of mindfulness, meditation, uh, spirituality, yoga, you name it. These are my picks. So the very first one, and you have probably heard me say this a lot. Um, it's probably one of my most gifted books. I also assign it in my 200-hour yoga teacher training. It is The Yamas and the Niyamas by Deborah Adele. And I'm going to link to all of these in the show notes. Um, so The Yamas and Niyamas by Deborah Adele. It is a wonderful book. It's a lovely read. Um, it won't take you long. And I've read it many times over and I always find kind of a new nugget in there. And it talks about those first two limbs of yoga, which are the Yamas and the Niyamas. So the Yamas are like how we interact with... Um, with the world around us and niyamas, how we interact with ourselves. And it's just really, really lovely. The next is called The Tree of Yoga and it's by BKS Iyengar. It's one of his older books. And I actually picked this up. It's, I don't know, I feel like the universe kind of brought it to me. But um, when I was just in Iceland over New Year's Eve with um, a group of wonderful retreaters, the house that we were staying in, this big house, this woman was obviously a yogi because she had this like incredible yoga library. And one of them was the tree of yoga. And I pulled it off the shelf and I was like, oh, I haven't heard of this one. I should give it a try. And so I'm personally reading this one right now. And I've really been enjoying it. And, um, and it's not too long and I just found it interesting and have a unique perspective. So if you're interested more in some of the deeper understanding of yoga, I'd recommend that one. The third one is called Crystals for Healing by Karen Frazier. So there's a few good things in this one. Um, I think it has, if you're into crystals and things, I wouldn't necessarily say that like I'm super into crystals. I'll say sometimes like I dabble, but I, I wouldn't consider myself like a crystals expert by any means. Um, but I, I really like this one for one specific reason, and that's because they have different meditation practices and really great mantras in this book. So there's a section in which they're not just talking about crystals, but they talk about like, you know, different feelings. So maybe uh, depression, and they'll talk about, you know, crystals that may help uh, alleviate your depression, but then they'll share like a little meditation practice and a mantra. And I find those to be really, really great. Um, and I think that Karen did a great job of putting those together, so it may help you kind of expand your meditation practice. Or if you're interested in crystals, there's a lot of really great information in there as well. The fourth one is called Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. This is a, um, a book about uh, past life work, past life regression. Um, if you haven't already listened to my interview with Gina on her podcast, listen to it. I've heard some really interesting and really great feedback from all of you. I think that um, you're really loving kind of getting to see a different side of me and, and learn a lot about me personally. Um, 
but when I started my deep dive into past life work before I even uh, reached out to Gina and scheduled um, a session with her, I read this book and I really enjoyed it and I thought it did a good job of kind of explaining this idea of past lives and, and talking about some great case studies. So that's Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. And the fifth one, if you haven't already read You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, I highly recommend it. It's lighthearted. It will give you a little giggle. It'll give you some motivation um, and may inspire you a little bit. So then I asked on Instagram, I said, uh, you know, what are you guys reading? Should I, you know, what should I share on this podcast? The first one, it just, it made me laugh out loud. So I had to include it. Someone said, all the Harry Potter books, that should keep you busy for a while. (laughs) And that made me laugh really hard. Um, From someone who has read all the Harry Potter books once as a child and once as an adult, um, I do attest that, one, it should take you a while, and two, that it's just a a, good read. I really like it. And then we also had a recommendation um, of The Untethered Soul by Michael Allen Singer, which is one that's been on my list for a while, but I haven't read it, so I thought I would include it. Um, And then I also, one thing that, that I've been doing, I'm personally reading, I like to have one fiction book and one nonfiction book going at the same time. I like to read fiction before bed and then nonfiction um, during the day if I have little breaks or working on something. Um, my fiction book that I'm reading right now is called The Sundown Motel by Simone St. James. Um, I read Simone St. James's first book. The title is escaping me at the moment. Um, and it's like a kind of like a spooky mystery. So if you're into that sort of thing, that's what I'm personally reading right now. Um, and yeah, and that's it. Those are my recommendations. I hope that... Um, that you're doing well and that you found this interesting and that if you're still listening to the sound of my voice at this time with 50 minutes in, wow, thank you, gold star for you. Um, And I'm sending you a big virtual elbow bump and I hope that you enjoy Sunday's meditation where we'll be working on the root chakra. So that's it. Stay healthy and safe, you guys. Bye.